0: What's up, Abundant babe? I'm so glad you found your way here. You're in the right place for the highest of vibes, the silliest of laughs, and the best of the bunch, all things related to spiritual entrepreneurship and creating holistic success. This is your host, Viola Hug, a coach for women who desire to have it all, alignment, wealth, impact, and joy. Come find me at Viola Hug on Instagram, join my free Abundant Babes group on Facebook, or grab a copy of my best-selling book, You Are an Abundant Babe, on Amazon. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Abundant Babes podcast. This is your host, Viola Hug. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you for joining. Thank you for choosing to be here. And today, we are having a guest join us from British Columbia, Canada another Canadian represent. (laughs) And um, we're going to be talking about all sorts of interesting things around niching down your business and her kind of like particular method that she uses and her perspective, which I really like and I'm excited to share with you. So please welcome to the podcast, Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Hey, Viola. Thanks for having (laughs) me. I'm so happy you're here. So Kathy is an online business coach for moms who coach moms, which is also really cool because I'm a Soon to be mom, slash, possibly new mom by the time this episode airs. Like, you never know. What? <laughs> yes. That's
1: awesome. I didn't I'm know a, that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm in my final weeks of pregnancy now. <laughs> oh, so congratulations. Thank you, first time mama. um So, that's really cool. It's going to be cool to hear your perspective on things. um But yeah, so I would love to hear, though, like, how did you end up doing what you do? Um, what's your story?
1: Oh, yes. I have a. St- story um, so <laughs> a long time ago when uh, before I had kids and actually before I met my husband I was a suit I worked in corporate um, we were living uh, I was living in, in Calgary and at the time and mm-hmm. I was in five years in advertising and marketing um, and actually you know wearing the shoulder pads and the mini skirt ensemble and um, <laughs> It was just very much on that path. It was this expectation. And then uh, I got into yoga. And I met my husband. And it was instant. Yes, we are soulmates. So it was very quick. Um, Oh, that was like my husband and I too. Yeah, it was total like recognition yeah like, <laughs> on our second like because we
0: met like very briefly and then I was living in a different city and I went to see him again the next weekend and that weekend he's like will you be with me forever and I was like oh. <gasps> oh
1: <my laughs> yeah same thing like he grabbed me by the ears he's like where did you come from
0: Like, like Do you,
1: come? yeah and then I just never left his place and he was like think you should start paying rent <laughs> I'm <was> like okay <laughs> it was very I quick. guess you love here now <laughs> yeah like that's a sign yeah so <laughs> um so he was pretty supportive when one day I was like mm-hmm. I want to get my teacher training I quit my day job I, I was teaching Ashtanga yoga mm-hmm. and um actually really basically the, the reason I brought up him it was because it was a parent. He was into me, and um, because he asked me too on one of our first dates, "What are your dreams for the future?" And mm-hmm. I said something like, "I see myself raising my kids out in the country." And mm-hmm. he was like, "That sounds good to me." <laughs> and so we kind of like conspired since then uh, to to go on that adventure. So that is mm-hmm. how we ended up from Calgary out to Nelson, um, in the middle of nowhere, we purchased seven acres of land and started a, a little hobby farm and we mm-hmm. had cows and chickens and huge permaculture set up. And so I started a blog and right before we moved, it's just so, cause at that time my daughter was a baby and mm-hmm. I, um, wanted a way for them, you know, to see what we're up to, to document, to, um, just, that journey, the mothering mm-hmm. journey. And, um, so that was the beginning of my connection with like-minded women online. Cause then I started gaining a bit of a following and we started, um, like, again, we were quite remote at the time. It was kind of not lonely, but isolating. And it was mm-hmm. like, I was mentioning very private community. So it's kind of hard to, in there with like the other moms, so mm-hmm. I felt a connection um, with the moms I was meeting online, mm-hmm. and so I wanted to take that connection deeper and also earn an income uh, from this hobby that I was like really <laughs> deep in love with. Yeah, around the same time, I was like hyper creative. Um, before I had uh, my daughter, I, I wanted a very intentional conception. So I got a lot Mm. of body work done. And um, this acupuncturist I visited um, was assessed me and he's like, you know, you got some blockage in the throat chakra. So he gave (laughs) me the homework (laughs) of um, just creatively expressing myself like through painting or Mm -hmm. journaling. And that just opened, turned me into this crafty monster. So my blog um, was also documenting what I was creating, but it turned out My blog in itself was my favorite creative outlet. So Mm -hmm. I was trying to figure out a way to monetize this favorite hobby of mine. And so I tried a bunch of different things. Um, A really fun experiment was actually because I'm also still really into sewing. uh, I created a sewing e course and it was sweet because these moms that were reading my blog were showing me pictures of themselves wearing the outfits that we were creating simultaneously from all over the world. It was so cute. So I was giving these, uh, I called it the Backwoods Mama So Camp because we were living in the backwoods at the time. So I was making like uh, a wardrobe for us to wear while we collect eggs, like this little smock with big poofy pockets and, (laughs) and bloomers. It was so cute. And so that's when I was feeling, I'm like, ah, I'm getting closer to this, this, because I was realizing what got me excited was, well, first of all, seeing them all like sweetly set up, but the feedback was like, thank you, because the premise of the sewing course was about releasing perfection. It was mm-hmm. about prioritizing having fun, even though we're a mom now, it's like, stop, stop, Feeling like you have to entertain the kids twenty four seven, like mm-hmm. allow them to witness you in your element, mm-hmm. in your you know free flow. Because that's how I was raised. My mom mm-hmm. was a seamstress as well,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: she just would let me and my brothers just do our thing. And, and I remember picking up of her being in her zone and just mm-hmm. kind of like allowing that to inspire me. And so, anyways. Um, after the sewing e-course, it made me realize that that's what I wanted to support them in was in that. So I got uh, certified uh, first as a simplicity parenting coach because when they were um, asking me for guidance, they were kind of like, well, how do you do all that you do? How is it that you're so prolific? And it was about adhering to the simplicity principles, basically, um, just having a strong rhythm to our days, making Mm. sure our, our, the kids weren't inundated with stuff, um, and making sure that things are kept simple basically. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that not only were they kind of even keel, but me as a mom, I felt more, um, energized, more productive, more calm. And so, um, I got certified as a simplicity parenting coach and Mm -hmm. then a creativity coach and then i created a program for mums called mama bliss coaching and it was about coaching mums to self-care practices uh, creativity um, consciously choosing their values that they want to celebrate in their home and pass on to their kids and finally the simplicity principles about just you know, putting up boundaries to protect your values, saying no so you can say yes to them. Mm -hmm. And then uh, my clients were like, I want to do what you do. So then I started training moms to become Mama Bliss coaches. Mm -hmm. And I did that for seven years. And recently I've done a slight pivot. And now I simply help moms who are already coaching moms really establish simplicity in their business so that they can really make a go at this. And I like to say between drop off and pick up, meaning while the kids are at school, but now <laughs> the kids are at school. So basically all the time. <laughs> yeah, always. So that's cool. my story.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. I And I think it's so cool. Like um, I always love hearing the stories of people as well, because I found that when I first started coaching and feeling like, you know, I was really in my purpose. And I see this so often with clients and stuff as well, is that our story actually gives us so many clues you know like our whole life like leaves clues as to where we really um have like a unique gift or unique power and The problem is that most people don't like recognize their own story because it's so close to them, you know, like they don't even really pay attention to it. They're just like, yeah, yeah, but that happened. Or I don't even think about that. Or I wouldn't even acknowledge that. Or I wouldn't even see that as a special gift. Um, But when we actually allow ourselves to shift our perspective and see our story from a different angle, we're like, hey, maybe I'm meant to do this. Like, you know, like even how you said, like how your mom raised you and how she let, um, she created space to do her own thing. And left you doing your own thing. That's like all the little
1: parts of it. And it's just really cool to hear. <laughs> I call those bliss crumbs. I always tell my clients that too. follow the bliss crumbs, you know, oh, and then yes. and later, then you'll be able to connect the dots. But yeah, absolutely what you're saying. Yeah. I love that. So talk to me a little bit more about this
0: um, concept that you have of um, your firstly, like, I don't know where you want to start, but you want to start with sharing a little bit about um, what niching down would mean or how that's beneficial maybe, and then we can talk more about your method with it. Yeah, for sure. Cool.
1: So um, right around that time when I was trying to put my finger on, you know, what is my path here? And again, it, it I just moved forward with what I was feeling uh, called towards. And I hired a coach. I actually hired a online career coach uh, Michelle mm-hmm. Ward at the time and um, so that was a really cool process and so in the time it was again um, we, we spoke before hitting record about being a multi passionate and that mm-hmm. is me it still is me um, so there was a great um, you know and I still continue to share this lesson um, she actually recommended a couple of books to me um, one of them was refused to choose And I can't recall the name of the other one, Uh, something about multi, definitely multi-passionate was in the title or in the subtitle. Um, But the image that really jumped out at me was, it's not like, it's like all your passions are on a bookshelf and you're not, that, you know, taking one of them and then like just donating all your books into the bookstore, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you're just like taking it out for now and then you're going to put it back and then you can grab the other ones or, you know, the other passions could be what you do in your part time, you know, or yeah, it could come into your business. It does. So mm-hmm. that's what, um, there's a lot of fear that can come up when I, um, cause I'm all about the niching. I just feel that it is, um, not necessarily the the fear that comes up is like I don't want to exclude anyone I don't want to um, just sign up commit to one particular area Uh, so really quick I should define what I mean by niching I like Mm -hmm. to just challenge my clients to try on a a niche statement so being Mm -hmm. very clear on that one target audience that you serve and because I work with moms who coach moms, it's like, what kind of moms do you coach? So mm-hmm. even like moms is great beginning, but see mm-hmm. if you can uh, hone that down even more to um, like a working mom or single mom, divorced moms, um, you know, what what kind of moms. And then what is that one struggle that you help them through? And mm-hmm. then what is one that one result that you could deliver? And so if you could put those three uh, factors into place, that could be your statement. Mm-hmm. And again, it's just tried on. Um, like, I have been at this since, again, like, probably, like I also have a son. So I've been coaching since before. He yes. says he was a baby. Yeah, mm-hmm. around that time. So you know, with the training and everything. So um, he's 11 now. So I've been at this for like 12 years so there's this um website you can go to called the way back machine and i could see my website how it has kind of morphed over the years and my mm-hmm. tagline um so again i see those as the bliss crumbs like way back in the day it, my tagline was simplif- simplifying motherhood cultivate bliss mm-hmm. and so even though my niche statement might have been okay creative moms and their struggle would be finding the time to um, really dive in to their creative play and the result they're seeking is just feeling more settled Mm -hmm. into their, you know, their role as a mother or, you know, their, their life purpose. Um, 12 years later, even though my niche statement has morphed so many times, it's the core essence of it remains the same. Mm -hmm. I like to call it you know, the big why kind of remains the same, mm-hmm. even though it's very subtly changed. So um, so the, the the importance of niching down again, as I was mentioning about, you know, it's very finite our time as moms, meaning, you know, I'm pretty uh, kind of out of the thick of it, meaning my kids are older, like my daughter's making breakfast for my son right now, mm-hmm. but we have a finite time to devote to our business. If we can be very clear on who it is we serve, um, what we help them through and, you know, what they come out of working with us. um, When we sit down to work, it's just very, okay, this is what I'm doing. It's just Mm -hmm. not getting distracted by all the other stuff. Um, The people who discover us, um, I hope that on your website or landing page, whatever have, is very clear if they land there that they're at the right place. Mm -hmm. And the core essence and the example I use, um, even if it's slightly off um, in terms of that doesn't describe them, they're still gonna be intrigued. Like I share the story that I've hired um, coaches that I'm totally not in their target. Like, you know, like I've hired um, a birthing professional website designer, even though I'm not a birth professional, but I love the birthing process. I could talk mm-hmm. about birth until the cows who are giving birth come home. <laughs> it's just like, I love, so we should talk after. <laughs> or And I hired a business coach once who teaches yoga, uh, yogis how to run their yoga studios. Like, again, it's like I Mm -hmm. can connect with yoga philosophy. So I hired her to be my business coach. Mm -hmm. So I'm very passionate about niching and, um, and I just, a lot of the coaching is around, don't be scared. You could do this and you're not getting a tattoo. You can always change (laughs) your mind. (laughs) Yeah. I
0: love that because, um, When it comes to, like, and I was saying to you before, like, the one problem, not problem, but I guess the misconception that I see about niching that I don't necessarily vibe with is that you have to pick your passion and what i mean by that this is like when we're multi-passionate beings like we have many things in our life that make us who we are you know what i mean like on my journey i've had so many different things like i've got my reiki certification i've also got my yoga teacher training i've got um i don't know tons of different courses i've done so many different programs and courses i've had coaches like there's so many different things that i've done on my journey And when I was first starting my coaching business, I was like, I love all of these things. Like, how dare you make me choose what my focus is going to be? But where it really flipped for me, and that's why I love that you shared that, and I wanted to clarify to the audience as well, um, uh, from my perspective, is like, it's really about who you're serving, because if it's about who you're serving, like, ultimately what I was seeking in my life that made me so passionate about my work was like an ultimate feeling that I was moving into, right? Like an ultimate way of living and being. And that's more the niche of what I do is helping people achieve that particular feeling. But the methods that I can use to get them there is all of that, you know? Yeah client who um, I'm noticing is having like emotional stuff, I can whip out my EFT skills, you know? Totally. <laughs> if I have a client that needs more structured support, then I can whip that out, you know? Like it's just, um, we can still use all the things that we're passionate about, but when we really focus on who we wanna work with, which I explained it as like, who are you excited to work with? Like what kind of person would you have show up at your virtual door and be like, oh my gosh, this is perfect you are my best friend now. This is going to be so much fun.
1: Like oh that God, is I first. love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically, those are the tools that you have in your toolkit when you work with your yeah. ideal clients. It's those, whoop, I got the, just the tool for that. I yeah. love tapping too, by the way. It's oh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I don't absolutely. use it a
0: lot, but it's like one of those things when like I, I used it, it was like so profound for me. Like it really helped me break through some things that were quite deep-seated for me. Yeah. And um, then every now and then it like appears back up in my life and I'm like, oh yeah, this magical little thing, you know? And then I play around with it again a little bit. And, oh my God, it's yeah, amazing. It's yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah, totally. Um, and I hear you like, um, so when you said best friend, this is actually a exercise I use on my clients. So I always start with your ideal client No matter which niche you decide to go with, your ideal client is always going to be within there. So don't stress Mm -hmm. about the ideal client piece, like no matter. Um, And what I do to help discover who your ideal client is, is something I call the best friend exercise. And I (laughs) encourage my clients to think of either... You know, if you haven't, you know, I work with coaches, so either three of your your favorite coaching clients,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: or if you don't have that experience yet, three of people that you just love hanging out with, that like mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, I can't wait to hang out with her. Uh, so pick three of them, and then you write down their name, and then you get creative and you smush their three names together to form one name. So it's so it makes it more of a a fictional kind of faceless person, but the core essence is like three favorite people you just love hanging out with. Mm-hmm. And then doing a, a brainstorm on what is it about them that you like hanging out? So I think of, you know, so like, you know, Mary, Gina, and <clears throat> Nicole could be like, you know, G Merrill, G just like some fictional name. Um, why you like hanging out so you could take turns with each one of these people. So, you know, you could think, Oh, with Mary, um, I like it when I go to her house, she's a foodie. So she makes me all these delicious snacks and I love seeing Mary with her kids. Cause she's not like me. Like she plays with her kids. <laughs> like, she's like right there on the floor. It's very, mm-hmm. that's so cute. Like how you made them like little miniature dolls or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Nicole, I, I really like, um, the fake accents that she puts on she cracks me up Mm -hmm. so so making a list of the qualities of your favorite people like why is it that my energy feels expansive around them like sometimes you it's intangible but if you want to get more this is what i like i kind of look forward to seeing her for and and then so you write down those traits and then you put down after that, what does that hint at in qualities you want to see in your ideal client or mm-hmm. the values that you have, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so you have that list. And so that is your ideal client. And then if you, um, whenever you're doing marketing or writing an email to your list, you just think of that fictional Gemma whatever you named her, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and then you take turns. Okay. Pretend I'm writing a letter to this fictional or, um, non-fictional person. And that is what is going to attract your ideal client within whatever niche you choose. Is that energy of you showing up as your uh, authentic self without your guard up, like you're talking to your best friend, mm-hmm. and you're sharing kind of like how you can relate because typically those values or traits that you see in them is what you adore most about yourself. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You know, in a, in a maybe in a different version. Yeah. So that is a great starting off point, and mm-hmm. then you can get more into the nitty gritty of actually declaring your niche statement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I love that, and I think that's like the most beautiful thing. And I was actually going to ask before, like, what would your kind of recommendations be what like in terms of knowing your niche statement or who your ideal person is um in terms of like how you show up in your business but then like you gave the perfect example with like writing an email or writing a post or whatever it's like that's who you picture you're writing to because I think it is sometimes easy like we um we get into this space where we get so used to seeing the people we see online or, you know, seeing the people who open our emails or whatever. And it's almost like we have kind of like this idea of like who's reading. And we almost, in that point, our energy shifts and it starts like talking to that person. And like, if we know that person told you before they can't afford to work with you or, or they said they were going to sign up and they never did, then it's kind of like, we have like an an attachment energy to that. And when we're wanting to call in our soul clients, it's so important that we're taking ourselves back to this place where we're like recalibrating our energy. Like I always call it, like where where our like magnetization flow is. You know, it's like where where we're magnetizing the most is where we're focusing our energy. And when our energy can be focused, not just like spread out to posting to whoever or emailing whoever, when we're focused on where our energy is going, that's going to magnetize that person to us. So.
1: Absolutely, yeah, for
0: sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, tell me a little bit more about your methods, like your B H G method. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I love that. I um, I don't know why that acronym cracks me up. It reminds me of like a a book that my kids used to read. Are you going to
0: say the Big Friendly Giant? Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. (laughs) Every time I say it, I always want to call it that. Like, no, it stands (laughs) for the brain heart gut method. Mm -hmm. So, um, it goes quite deep, but I'll give you just kind of an overview. Sure. Yeah, um, that would be great. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so the brain part, it's about, you start up and then you go down. So it's like a grounding basically. So, um, we start pretty cerebral. So we begin the brain is basically coming up with your resume. I I coach my clients with, um, you know, the biography, i I'm all about the seven years, so the first seven years of your life, looking at what has happened, like mm-hmm. big highlights, uh, but not only that is also looking at what what were you doing when time stood still, What are some of your earliest memories that were pretty mm-hmm. poignant? Um, what did you do for fun, and then moving from seven to the age of fourteen, same thing, like what was your mm-hmm. first job? your uh, hobbies, what did you do for extracurricular activities, and again, like anything, like obstacles you overcome or highlights from your life. And then 14 to 21, so that could look like post-secondary education or your first job after high school. Um, again, what has happened, challenges, etc. Mm-hmm. And then I like to say 21 right before you have kids. So mm-hmm. just like what were you doing before you became, you know, again, because I work with moms. Um, so doing that throughout your whole life. And then, so just writing down basically all that you bring to the table in how you could serve your clients. Um, what have you overcome and what were some of the ways that you were able to. So this is when, like we are talking about your tools that can come mm-hmm. into play. And then, um, so this is the brain bit. So what is it? that makes you an expert in Mm -hmm. any particular area. And then we move down to the heart. So this is where we look at all that you have to offer. And now you look at what are the changes that you want to make in the world. So I have this little saying, it's like, I could say it in two ways. Sometimes I say, what makes you cry and what makes you sigh? And there's mm-hmm. another way to say it. I can't recall it. It rhymes too. But basically, what moves you to tears in terms of joy that you see on the world and also in terms of just the sadness? So think of the times that you've cried, like literally cried, and what was that moment? So the example I used um, – I remember going to I think it was some sort of MLM meeting here in our in our area and this lady was there with a newborn and we were you know sharing in a circle and then she was like nursing her baby and then she just started crying because she's saying I have to go back to work um in the spring and it it just breaks my heart and I started crying I just felt so sorry for her because I've been very blessed that both my husband and I have been working from home since Edie was a newborn. And I just really celebrate that because that is why, um, that's my big why in the world is being able to, to show, you know, moms, if they're interested, we're so blessed. We have all this technology that the world's your oyster we could get creative here and figure out a way for you to stay home and work with um with your little one um or you know what moves you to tears from joy right like for me it's just anyways just relating that to your business so what makes you cry so then you start connecting the dots is how can you make a difference looking at your brain what are all the options available for you um and then we move down to the gut and this is where we you know is where we make a choice and Because, you know, I work with moms again, or as women in general, we're so blessed that we have this superpower of intuition. So really get in touch with, again, like we were speaking to like the bliss crumbs, but what is, oh my God, there's so many ways I can take the decision piece. Um, Again, my daughter, she's 15 right now in grade nine, and she was tripping because apparently I couldn't believe this, but they made a really big deal at her high school it's so her first year at high school, that
0: you need to choose your life path
1: now, you know? So they gave them like four mm. paths to choose from. And I'm like, dude, that's I'm heavy. <laughs> I'm like, there you could take the science path. You could take the liberal arts path. You could take uh, the fine arts, you know? And yeah. they're saying, and, and it was so funny. I'm all like, ooh, you should take the liberal arts path because that's what <laughs> I did. My husband's an engineer. And then she's like crying. You and dad both want me to take what you... <laughs> Like, like honestly I like I
0: remember that when I was at school my mom's like I I wanted to take I think physics like because you had to choose a science yeah and so I think I wanted to take physics and she was like no do chemistry that's what I did <laughs> I was great at it and I did chemistry <laughs> and I like it was the worst like oh no it was so bad I was I it was I just didn't get it I didn't understand it Aww. I hated everything about it Aww. and I was like so mad at mom but then it ended up becoming a kind of handy because I ended up studying, like, biochemistry and stuff at university. Wow! So, well, that's cool. I mean, turns out chemistry was interesting when I was interested in
1: why I was doing it, but <laughs> not at high school. All I can remember from chemistry in high school was, it was in the day, back when I was in high school, it was really cool to wear, like, super baggy pants, and I was, like, hunched over a microscope, and my teacher, Mr. Wigglesworth, was like, Nice underwear, Kathy, because... Apparently, and I'm like, okay, that won't go over very well. Like the 2000. Oh, no. it, was, it was so embarrassing. But yeah, chemistry. Yeah. Me and Mr. Wigglesworth. Yeah, we had that. But, yeah. So, <laughs> so I just said to her, I'm like, she was really, I haven't seen her this dressed in a while. And finally I told her, Edie, don't worry about that. In the moment, what interests you? You know, mm-hmm. just go with that. Like, again, we're not. Yeah getting your first tattoo like yeah. just yeah so that is basically go with your gut whatever you feel drawn for so um what we do actually I have a couple of different exercises so beginning with choosing your target market is just make a list of five potential ones and I call this the niche grid I brought this mm-hmm. from um, Michael Port he wrote a great book called book yourself solid so he has that in there so write out the contenders Along like a grid at the top, and then on the y-axis, if that's correct, I don't know. if That's a chemistry thing. But then y-axis, you write down um,
0: some points. So, so I have that. Yeah,
1: math. <laughs> so you write yes. down. I'm like the, the liberal arts grad. Here. <laughs> you write down. Um, is this an area I'm interested in? Do I have experience in this area? Do I want to learn more about this target market? Do I know people in this target market so there's like these prompts and then the the target market or you know the beginning of your niche the one that gets the most check marks according to those prompts that's the one you should go for and again you can always you know change your mind after Um, again for me this looked different I began with like creative moms and I you know Mm-hmm. Blogging moms, because that was me a co- you know, at the time. So typically, it's kind of you a couple of steps back or where you're at now that mm-hmm. you want to serve. Um, and then same thing; it's once you decide in your target market, it's like then you're gonna have to use your gut again. What is where the area that they're struggling most with, and just choosing one struggle is also interconnected. You know, mm-hmm. again, you're not tossing all the other struggles when you're coaching or working with your client, it is going to touch upon different aspects of their lives for sure. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so again, this is going to look like maybe some investigating. So start hanging out where this target mark gets hanging out, seeing the struggles that come up over and over again, mm-hmm. or doing some to- uh, focus um, interviews with them, uh, seeing if you could you know, talk to your friends who kind of fall within this area. So just paying attention. What mm-hmm. words are they using? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that's kind of the gut part is just choosing. Mm -hmm. And then, again, connecting back to the brain. Okay, knowing this, you know, beginning with the ideal client, imagine her, this target market, within this target market, struggling with this, going back to my brain with all my tools and everything. What can I deliver to her? What can I promise if she worked with me? The Mm -hmm. outcome, you know. Mm -hmm. And then there you go. You have a niche statement Mm -hmm. own it declare it Mm -hmm. and commit to it (laughs) and
0: i would say like as long as you're like excited about it that's good and like i i like as well that you said like it's not a forever thing because that's like that was a fear of mine as well it's like oh my god if i commit to this or you know like what if i get bored of it (laughs) but it's like if you get bored of it you just change it it's like
1: exactly
0: like when we're doing our soul work and and like when we have the luxury to create our own business online, like we have the luxury to be able to choose to do it however we want, whenever we want. So it's like, as long as you're excited about what you're doing, then you're probably in the right path. Like, I mean, I think there is like a side thing to say about, like, sometimes we have to go through the discomfort before something gets really like before we see the results and stuff because sometimes we all tie our excitement or our level of belief in what we're doing with the results and that's not necessarily always the best thing in my opinion but it's like if if the core essence of what it is feels good and if like mm-hmm. if that was working that would be it you know then that's yeah. I think definitely the right direction And then we can always shift and change well, and for it's like, me it's like the evolution like what you were saying there's such an evolution with your journey the same for me like when I first started, I had to pick something to start with. Otherwise, who was I? Do you know what I mean? Like, how, how could yeah. I show up and like offer a service if I didn't know what I was showing up for? So I had to pick something. But then as I was even doing the work, I was realizing the areas that I like to do more. And I was realizing what I liked about clients. And I was realizing how I like coaching. And all of that, um, like added to the evolution of my business as well.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I even tell my daughter that just as important as – paying attention to what you enjoy doing is what you don't enjoy doing. And like when she was tripping, I'm like, okay, don't worry about now what you want to be. Just know what you don't want to be. And she's like, I don't want to be the person who has to suck out all the gunk from the porta potties at music festivals. (laughs) Like, okay, there you go. That's a great place to begin. So yeah, paying attention again. Like (laughs) not bad. Okay. No, no. All right. That's off the list then. Um, yeah, notice where your energy picks up and and either how you can delegate or if something's off mark here, but definitely give it a decent go because if you can just commit to one area to serve, then you have to practice again, the declaration, um, mm-hmm. keep saying it, say it in different ways, show up in communities. And then it's really powerful when you could be almost establish yourself an expert in one particular area. Cause that's how you're going to start getting referrals. People are going to be like recommending you. I'm like, Oh, so-and-so is that's the person that's what she does. Mm-hmm. And then it's just going to make your marketing like so much easier. But again, just really, Do give it a decent go and um, Mm -hmm. it just simplifies things so much. Amazing. This has been so awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your methods. There's
0: so many helpful exercises and everything that people can do. And this is honestly something that I, like this kind of stuff I revise for myself all the time as well, because I feel like it's not one of those things you should just do when you start your business and you're like, cool, done that. Like,
1: yeah,
0: like consistently give yourself permission to like reflect on what you're doing, like see where things are feeling well. And like I mean, that would be my advice as well, as, like continue to do this kind of work because it's
1: important. Oh yeah. <laughs> for your evolution. Oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: So if people want to hang out with you and kind of like learn more about you or be in your world, how can they like where are the best places for them to connect with
1: you? Sure. Um, my website is Bliss Beyond Nap Time. Mm-hmm. B is in Bob, Larry, I S S. Bliss. <clears throat> I feel like I've been having to say that a lot lately, just with um, um calling people. Anyways, let's be on nap time or head over. I'm hanging out on Facebook. And if you want to go deeper into my BHG method, um, my Facebook group, mom coaches getting clients. I have a whole five-day training that goes deeper into each one of these steps and i have the worksheets with the charts and the exercises so um amazing. if you're interested in coaching mums and that is the place to be and um would love to see you in there if that describes you
0: amazing and that's going to be linked in the show notes as well so click it click it and <laughs> check it out <laughs> um so yeah thank you so much for joining me this has been such an awesome conversation for having me oh of course and to everyone listening thank you for being here i appreciate your time so much it means so much to me that you choose to spend your time with us here on the abandoned babes podcast and i honor you for that so thank you thank you thank you and i'm so looking forward to connecting with you again next week bye-bye